0: Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose colored glasses never go out of style. This is the
1: Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection.
0: And now, two guys who's 40 times qualify them for a Matt Patricia defense
1: Chris and the
0: Riz. Hey, howdy, ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 410. Detroit Lions OTA Report. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your ever dashing host, chris and with me is my good friend hat wearing hair gorgeous no matter what co-host and good friend jeff how are you doing my man
1: I'm feeling a little bald, actually. I have to let a little bit of hair stick out there so you know that I'm not like covering up a chrome dome there. Not that there's anything wrong with being bald, but I'm not ready for that look yet. I can't pull that off. So yeah. You
0: can't see it because the way the lighting is, but you can see it in the party or when, when we get together. My flow is really coming in. It, it, it oh, is my. for real coming in. I can't in. believe
1: you're growing a mullet, Chris. <laughs> I know. And I started I've seen your wedding it. photos. Like you had, You had once a glorious mullet, yeah. like... Like, like we, so I went to high school in the 80s as well. I had the flow, but it was nothing like yours. Yours was, (laughs) uh, was something else, man.
0: Oh, man. It was, it was definitely, definitely something. Um, so I've got it going again and I'm not, not quite sure exactly what the heck I'm going to do with it. I've, I've got to go to work and I started thinking about like the whole idea, you know, you lose your hair. It's fine. It's normal. People are okay with it. It's good and you do your thing. But when you grow it long, as a guy that's a problem still in the corporate world and um, the girl who cuts my hair was telling me about the crown act how to, to really help people who have different styles of hair uh, make it like a protected class it's going through congress right now I'm like oh my god this could be it it's like not only is do I get to get my hair long but I get to be finally a member of a protected class right I've, I've always wanted to get a chance at it and I looked and it and it's like specifically for African Americans it's like I'm excluded still still I'm excluded so I'm, I may actually have to get this cut I'm, I'm bummed okay tank davis I'm, I'm hearing your guys on the audio we'll, we'll play with it here in just one second let me do the the cut over quick um okay we got a lot to cover in today's show we do. organized teams activities are coming up for you uh we're gonna talk injuries and healing we got the wave wire moves player positional changes julian Aquora, michael brockers the training camp listener appreciation party saint jude and a whole lot more we got a lot going on got a great show lined up Riz, you ready to go, my man?
1: Oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down.
0: Got a great show. First off, we want to talk about some of the scheduling things. Next week, we're not skipping. We're just not doing it on Wednesday. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Detroit one has got any extra grand prix tickets let me know uh i'm gonna be there uh saturday through thursday and rather than haul the stuff around we're gonna just go until a week from saturday so on the let me just look so i can get smart about this. on 11, the 11th we, 11th yes yeah we will go live and do our show there so there's that and then the week of the 4th of july i'm i'm out the week of the 11th so the 9th of july we are going to do a show then on that Saturday just to kind of split the weeks. Uh, everyone who hangs with us. Thank you. Um, this, the summer thing is a little crazy and especially with the slow time it, it lets us do these things once for work, yeah. once to see the parents and get all that stuff. Together.
1: Next week also happens to be the mandatory mini camp. I will be there um, and I will be um, fairly busy uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday are the days that are open to the media. I will be there. Hopefully all three days. I will certainly be there Tuesday and Wednesday. So it'll probably be easier for me to summarize thoughts immediately after that, too. I will try to shoot you a update after Wednesdays, um, maybe Tuesdays as well, just to to get initial thoughts to get something out there. Um, So if those of you who are looking for that, I will send it to Chris. He will process it expeditiously, expeditiously. Um, If he can, while you're on the road and uh, we'll have fun with that too. So
0: that I can and will do. I promise on that.
1: All right. Yeah. So I I will certainly have something next Wednesday. Can't promise anything on Tuesday. I don't know uh, exactly what's going to go on then, but uh, I will, I will be in Allen park. I actually got confirmation today that my credentials were renewed for a seventh season. So I'm happy about that. Thank you. you,
0: Good work on (laughs) you. Yes. All right. We'll keep going here. We've got a couple upcoming events. And now with a, I think we've got it all for us to work it out. Um, first off, I can announce the date for the training camp listener appreciation party for 2000. Y'all
1: going to we'll put this in your Google calendar right
0: now. As always, every year the event gets bigger and bigger. We do the, the kind of stuff that we do. And this year, I think at least 80% of the people that leave are going to be quoted saying... I just had this feeling of
1: like, uh, I was going to be walking around without any pants on. That's right.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a great time, I promise. Uh Listener appreciation party at training camp is coming July 30th. Saturday, July 30th. Why we'll 30th. We are at our favorite place, Uptown Grill, yet again. So uh get ready, get your, get your bells on, get your hat on, get your party time on. We will have some very nice guests i promise you i promise you we will and um it'll be it's gonna be a great time like always the training campus appreciation party's going on but also there's something else going on at that party last you know two years ago was it we did the blandino video was it two or three years three years that was
1: that was uh three years ago because we didn't do one two years ago is this
0: our fifth one? Uh, well minus the covid one
1: Yes, it's our. it'll be our fourth at the Uptown Grill. Um, the original one for, for all the OGs who were out at uh, uh, the drafting table in Wixom. That was a great time. That was awesome. Um, after party was something that I think most people enjoyed. I don't really remember it.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh. They, oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. It was a good time. This is the fifth one. This is the fifth one or sixth one then. If we did four and four and then one, right? Either way. You're right. Yes. <laughs> six, yes. Six, You're one. Holy cow. What a yeah. All right. Sixth annual um, live training camp. listener appreciation party at the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. Be there or be square. It is a absolutely great time. You want to hang out with Riz or I or any of the number of other great people. Um, the the you know, we do a live show there. There's there's great food. There's great drinks. There's a great selection of drinks. I love the beer selection there. And we just hang out and we go until. They shut the place down, and um, sometimes one time we went elsewhere for an after party. Um, Riz and I are, are ultimately totally available, and um, you know it's a great great way to hang out and just shoot the the crap with it a. It really is. We
1: honestly, last year after we were done, we just sat around. There was probably what fifteen of us sitting at a large table, just hanging out, and and you know just reminiscing about being Lions fans and having a really, it was, it was an odd, like I, I really enjoyed the show and I enjoyed the food and I enjoyed interacting with everybody. Like the the group that stayed, y'all know who you are. That was really, really cool for me to just like be like part of a group, like not like trying to be uppity or anything or like trying to lead a conversation. It was just really cool being a part of that. And uh, I I hope that something organically develops like that again, because that
0: was, that was special to me. It was cool. Yeah. Sure, one hundred percent. It was. I always have a great time, and the the shows are fun. The guests. I mean, we do the thing with Blandino and Dan. Dan comes out like every year. He's Dan
1: Miller comes out every. He's been to every single one, Um, other than one. Other than the one where we had Jim Brandstatter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandy Brandy was Brandy was his own special, fantastic, uh, because uh, it was like a week after he found out that he wasn't going to be working for the Lions anymore, (laughs) and he uh, he just didn't really hold back on it. That was kind of fun. No.
0: Um, we're working on oh, Jerry. Enjoy are your
1: retirement, Brandy. You've earned it.
0: Yes. Jerry Jacobs made an, uh, a commitment early on. We're going to see what we can do about uh, having him out there as well. We just got to make sure the schedule lines up for him and uh, what's going on out there. But it'd be great to have him out there, meet some fans, talk, do some stuff. I know he loves that kind of stuff. Loves, Loves – the podcast and the people in the the podcast and support we'll give them. So we've got, uh, we've got
1: some, we've got some feelers out for people that might want to show up to people that you would recognize and and enjoy having uh, conversations with. So Justin Rogers usually comes out. Sometimes he comes on his own. Sometimes he comes as a guest. Um, So, and who knows, Um, we will certainly be in contact with him. Um, All of our, all of our friends in the media, we will, we will certainly work people. It's, it it, it really is a great time. Um, I, I can't encourage it enough. Um, the the pizza by the way is phenomenal they have a Thai peanut pizza that is
0: that's one thing um, Justin will always say he's always happy to come but so at the event we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to release the date on something or the announcement on something the full details that's it and we put something together during the week off because it might be a week off but we don't just sit around right this was our first foray into the 4k world we started talking about this um, this is a trailer for the global event we're calling it now. We don't. We're not releasing all the info. It's a teaser trailer, I guess, for the global event that's going to go on concurrent with our 24-hour live stream. More details will be released. The details will be released at the training camp party, the listener appreciation party. If you can't make it, don't worry. We'll still fill you in after. But this is going to be something like nothing's been. No, you haven't seen this done before. Like this is a really sweet idea. So I'm just going to roll this. This it's not. It's on 1080p on the stream. Folks that are listening and the audio, I apologize. It's it's about two minutes, so you can you can do it. But you guys, put this together. Here is the trailer, the teaser trailer for the 24-hour St. Jude live stream and global event. Remember, this is October. We're starting to get a little Halloween. So let's see if we can build a little tension. Yeah! <laughs>
1: Woo! I feel like I'm in a Jason Bourne movie. <laughs> right?
0: Right? <laughs> the global event. You can be anywhere and take part. We're really, really stoked about this. This is, is something, like I said, we we always try to make it bigger better and and watch everyone else come behind and that's what they do uh so we will uh we will be putting another one out there and putting the stake forward on the field even further get ready for a great great
1: chris time. i am in, in complete awe and admiration of your a production skills and b your creativity in organizing this i actually know what it is you you filled me in on on what's going on if y'all are going to love this it's really really cool and, and all credit goes to chris he bounced the idea off of me i'm like yes 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 <laughs>
0: you're not supposed to get a dr detroit it's a teaser trailer all the details at ooh, the party on july 30th and we release my shows and stuff after that but good time good time this is going to be a great event we're going to raise money for sick kids and we're going to do it in a halloween theme this year so it won't be christmas for the kids um, what do we say the working title was? Scaring the shit out of cancer or
1: something. Like that. <laughs> well, probably that probably won't fly with our uh, with our corporate
0: partners yeah, there. I think you are gonna go for that. We'll come up with something. But uh, yeah, don't don't feel dumb. It's it's it was meant to be somewhat obtuse, Doctor Detroit. I promise you that jc on carter thank you sir for joining the dlp Winner circle man a member of the channel um there's instructions hit me up on the there's the contact form on the website just hit me up with your your email address and i will get you into the slack asap thank you that's awesome it's um that's coming william worry not worry and worry not All
1: i'm right. having fun in the in the slack this week uh, with me uh being weird <laughs> Surprise.
0: Alright, let's get into the football. And thank you for indulging yes, us in the beginning part, folks. I apologize for taking a little bit to get into the football, but we're excited about those things. OTAs, I don't know if you heard, Riz, they're going on. They are. They actually had some today. Even um, though, even, I was not
1: there. Gotta gotta make that clear off the top. I was not there. What? I know. Life interferes with work sometimes.
0: What the hell's is wrong with work. life? I know I know. I know. It's I've been you're trying to juggle mm-hmm. too many things.
1: It would be great. If Mazda could deliver my wife's car, so I would have one, so because my son is now driving um and he has taken my wife's car, so um like right now he's about to leave the house. I don't have a car i'm I'm a prisoner at home um she ordered a car three months ago. It's still ain't right here.
0: <laughs> I have two cars coming due in November, and my son's gonna be away for one to. come on, Mazda, get your <laughs> stuff together. Kneecap cancer. I like that one, Mike. That's a good one. That's something to play with. All right. Uh, Everyone I know is waiting on a car to be built. (laughs) I've got two. They're leases, so I'm thinking they're going to just extend my leases until the new ones come in. So I I don't think I'm going to be in a bad state. But I was thinking if I just buy them and order, I might be in pretty good shape. It could be when and just resell them because it might be pretty profitable based on the residual that I got. It with. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, let's get into it. OTA coverage. So there's a lot going on. Did you hear? Oh, hey, Fondrich Thank you. Thanks, Fondrich. You're pretty gorgeous. You're so I great, fella. Um,
1: Take cancer's pants. <laughs> I just had this feeling of like uh, I was going to be walking around with any pants
0: on. <laughs> Sorry. I love that quote. All right. Um First off of and days. foremost, Riz, what have we seen and heard from OTAs so far? Uh, at this point, you're going to be at the next round of OTAs, right?
1: Yeah, ne- next round is mandatory mini camp where the people have to be there. Um, this this has been voluntary; they're voluntary. It's phase I forget why I forget how they number the phases. You're still not allowed to have is
0: it is it phase three. three right? Yep, yep. I'm going to look. Okay. yep, phase three.
1: So you're still not allowed to have. Um, forceful contact with one another. You can't go at full speed. They're not wearing full equipment, so it, it's it's basically like install walk through. But it, it does give you a chance to see where guys are lining up. That's that's primary takeaway um, for for people who do that. Jeremy Reisman does a fantastic job of tracking who's lining up with who. Uh, ben Raven and and Chris Burke also pay very close attention to that and get that information out there. Who's running with the ones? Who's running with the twos? Who's running with the threes? What position are they playing and things like that? Uh, that's that's fun stuff to, to know. It's very um, experimental at this point. You know, you're seeing like who fits well with whom, but you know, there's there's some things to take away from it. You know, there's there's been a couple of Interesting alignments that are out there. Um, A couple guys that still aren't ready. Um, Jamison Williams, obviously there. Jared Jacobs, obviously there, but not participating in drills as they recover from their their injuries. Jeff Okuda, uh, he was actually somewhat moving around in one of the drills anyways. I don't think he was a full participant, but, again, it's voluntary. It's great that he's there, Um, and they are allowed to work with the trainers and do full things like that. So it's good to see a lot of the walking wounded um, doing more than walking, but at this point they're they're still not able to, to participate fully. You know, and, and why risk it? It's it's, it's today's June first. It's May. Like you, you still got time. There's plenty of time to heal. Um, you're, you're taking the mental reps. You're, you're getting in. I think that that's the more important part.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about it right now about um, OTAs, right? Everybody, I'd look good in well, It's a stretch, but I'd look good in shorts out there. Um, everybody's a world-class athlete.
1: DeAndre Swift looks really good. Yeah, he does. You see the picture of him? He is yoked up, boys. He So his father apparently, and I did not know this until last week when I was flooded with Twitter people um, chastising my ignorance on it. His dad owns a gym and is, is apparently a very buff guy, and I've, I've since seen it, uh, and d- yes, he is. That's but Brad DeAndre, Holmes, Mr. But he, type, his, right? the definition in his neck and shoulders and upper arms is pronounced from last year. He looks, he looks like a. I don't want to say an MMA fighter because those guys tend to be lean. He's bulky, like, and and that's good. This is a guy. He's missed games every season for for a long time. One of the one of the knocks on him is that like, you know can he play a full seventeen game schedule? If he gets hurt now, it's not because he's not in good shape, and it's not because he hasn't tried to protect himself by by building up his body. He looks shredded. He's got and to, that, that can only help him.
0: He's got to look like a heavyweight boxer, right? They yeah. carry a lot more bulk than the MMA cats because, man, once you yeah. get down on the
1: Lennox ground, Lewis
0: style, yeah, 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 yeah. You get down on the ground, man. You carry all that muscle that, that lactic acid is going to just end your night. You know? So there you go, good stuff. Yeah, um, there's also a point
1: of diminishing returns with your your musculature. Like, you can't reach out your arms as fast or as as quickly. And uh, that does matter. Um, we've seen that. Um, I, I will tell you, just in the beach volleyball world, you don't see a lot of guys that are really, really like cut muscularly because it, it hurts your your quickness of of your limb movement and things like that. And also, it also it impacts your your ability to to be explosive off the ground. Like you're, you're adding extra weight, yep. so it, it's not always the greatest thing. But he, he's looking. He's looking just fine. He's yep. he's he is not like excessively like. Bruce, David Boston, if you remember him from uh from from the Arizona Cardinals back in the day wide receiver, who got way too big? Brian Cushing got way too big to play linebacker. It impacted his his um I can't think of the word, like agility. Like because he was so cut he it, 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 he wasn't able to like, like he was so tight in his upper body, he just couldn't do things that he was supposed to be able to do and used to be able to do. Swift isn't at that point yet. Let's 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 give him the benefit of the doubt that he won't get that weight either.
0: Yep cats are freaking out to the lights. <laughs> just the cracks you up every time. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple of questions uh, coming in. One from JC on Carter. Any big name post-June 1st cuts on our team or others? No June 1st cuts for the Lions. And Brockers no. was, I mean, we can, we're moving this up a little bit from the, the plan. Yeah, we, we were going to address it. We can do it now. Let's do it now. Let's I'm just, flexible. Put the schedule out the hopper. I like it. I don't have too much muscle. I'm flexible.
1: <laughs> Flex, flexible. Thank you. Flexibility was the word I could not think of. My God. I just
0: left you hang. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yes. We had, there were some of us who hypothesized, I'm one of them, that Michael Brockers could be a June 1st cut because it, it saves significant amount of money. He isn't necessarily guaranteed a position, and one of the roster moves this week might weigh into that. So, uh, but he's still on the team. They didn't, they, and I think one of the reasons is is that. There's no real reason to try and replace him right now. There's no there's no need for the money right now. Like they're not signing anybody else. I know I know there's people out there that think they're gonna go after Deion Jones. Nope, they're not. They are not investing money in the linebacker. I will repeat that. They are not investing any more money or resources at linebacker. But Riz, We've what about over linebacker? This.
0: Will they put any money into linebacker? I feel like I'm having the Jonathan Hankins conversation all over again. <laughs> You were all wrong when you said they wouldn't draft a linebacker before the third round. You were on. Ah, oh.
1: I even picked which linebacker they were going to take, and I picked it in November. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, God, Gosh, Receipts, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's see, really quick. Um, God, we got so much to cut. Any, uh, if Okuda's healthy, what's the chance our boy Jerry beats him off for the starting job? That came up on Twitter today. Oh, I don't know if it's you, Jeremy, if you're the same guy. But my thing is, is. The the coaches of this team have said since the very, very beginning that everybody is going to compete for their position, period. Look, if you're going to put Jared Goff out there, he's going to compete for that position. Maybe that's why to the uh, – or not JC, I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. that's why Tim Boyle's here. Yeah, Tim Boyle and, uh, yeah, it's uh, Panda, there you go. David Blau. Um, so there's, you know, whatever, whatever reasons, whatever. Um, but Jerry, Amani Warrior and Jeff Okuda are all going to be competing. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. You're going to see Jerry out there. Even if Jerry winds up number three, I, you're going to see him on the field this year. He will absolutely be playing. Now, the other part of it is is and you know you've you've you know you've met with him too, uh, Riz. I would never ever count Jerry Jacobs out. He was what number three overall PFF ranked rookie cornerback this last mm-hmm. year, like number three. I he think
1: was, was the top undrafted rookie of all um, of all positions last year.
0: Yeah. Jerry's a guy that has that will just he will not stop, and you see it in, in his in, in his Instagram. And I I saw someone on on um on the on the Reddit kind of bummed about yeah yeah his his affirmations or whatever. Man, that's that's what it takes for a guy to to or whatever it takes, right? And if it's affirmations for him, fine because it's working. He 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 balled out, and he was only like it's I good. think two points behind the second highest cornerback in PFF. Uh, scoring last year, he was great. He was he was really really good. I, I really feel good about Jerry coming back. His determination and his grit and everything about who he is and what he stands for. Um, I would expect to see a lot from him. Um, Okuda, I, I expect to see him fully recover. He's looking great when he's running around out there. Um, I've been really impressed with all that. Uh, and and then our warrior, we we know what we have here, and he's a guy who's continuing to grow. Finally, in a in a better with a better coaching staff. It's a really, really good problem to have. Yeah. Um,
1: they, and, and remember, there's a couple things here. Um, Oduarie is playing for his next contract. It's a contract year for him. He, You better believe he's aware of that. Uh, he, he and Jerry are both almost exclusively outside guys. If the Otsomalee Fonmu when he's playing corner, and we'll talk about that in a second, mm-hmm. is also pretty much strictly an outside guy. Who's the guy who can kick inside the slot? Okuda. Yeah. Who else Maybe. is at slot? AJ Parker. Look, we 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 liked AJ Parker. We're 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 proud of him for the effort that he put out as a, as an undrafted rookie. He played he played better than expected, but be uh, flat straight. He wasn't good enough. They got to get better at the inside slot. They drafted Chase Lucas this year. Um, I'll be straight. I'm not a huge fan of Chase Lucas. I don't. I don't want him playing a lot right away. I would much rather have Jeff Okuda slide inside. He is the easy and obvious answer to be the nickel cornerback. That's a starting role in this defense. When the opposing team, so so again, we'll, we'll break this down. One of the reasons why they don't need linebackers, they're running a base 4-2-5. Four, four linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs. The makeup of the defensive backs, there will be three cornerbacks on the field when the opponents are in three wide receivers. If they've got a tight end that's flexed out, you're probably going to see that nickel cornerback come off, and you will see a safety come in. Probably Kirby Joseph or Deshaun Elliott, one or the other, whichever one isn't starting in the split safety opposite Tracy Walker. That's how most of us think this defense is going to roll, those of us who are going to be in Allen Park um, over the the coming few weeks. Could that change? Yes, but – as far as slot cornerback options, you better believe that, that Jeff Okuda is the top one, and that is not – you shouldn't read that as a demotion or a diss to his skills. Um, actually, one of the things that, that that we're going to look for, and this is a conversation that I had with somebody who covers the team um, who won't want to go on the record for it. He thinks that Okuda, and I, I tend to agree with him, is going to start as an outside corner, and then when they go to three corners, he will be the guy who shifts inside. Interesting. With, with with Jerry coming in as the third cornerback as the outside guy, because look, look, Jerry does a lot of things really well. He's not super quick at and at flipping his hips and things like that. He's kind of a bigger guy. Um, he's bigger than Okuda. He, he heck, he's he's bigger than Will Harris. Um, and where Will Harris fits is hopefully on another team. Um, although you know, if he can be functional depth, that's great. But yeah, that that's that's one of the things that we're gonna, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking for next week when personnel are lining up is. Who is the slot corner? Who is the third corner? How do they play that? How they how do they manipulate that based on on matchups with the with the offensive skills and, and sets? And uh, because they do actually have tight ends, uh, especially if, if James Mitchell's out there, and James Mitchell, the, the fifth round rookie, another guy who's coming off of a knee surgery, has only just been there physically. He's not actually taking reps yet, um, other than just like standing like where he will stand. Yep. So uh, I I'm I'm curious as to how that's gonna play. That's something I'll be looking for next week.
0: I, I just found out what the audio issue was. It was a Zoom update that kicked us in the jimmy on that. Um, Zoom? Think you about it like this. people
1: want me to update all the damn I time. Hate that.
0: I hate When they change your shite, that's what I, I hate. All right, so here's the thing on um, on the idea of what, what Riz is talking about from kind of a perspective, a little bit of an economic perspective and a kind of leadership perspective, right? A.J. Parker, hey, he did great. He's not good enough really to be your starter. He's a good depth piece, though. I mean you I mean you're not you're not gonna have Well you don't want to get rid of him. No, no, like no. You no. Let him but, but you're not you're you're not gonna have, you know, I don't know, um you're not gonna have an, a top overall cornerback who's gonna play a depth position. You're just not gonna be able to hang on to him, it's just not gonna work, it's gonna be all kinds of drama. Right, right, the whole thing. So A.J. Parker's a great depth piece. If you want to put your best three corners on the field, and one of them can kick you inside to cornerback, that's your comparative advantage. You just kick him inside to sorry to to, uh, to slot corner. You kick him inside, and you put your top three guys out there. It's called comparative advantage right? on one hand. Uh, also, um, from a leadership perspective, now you've deployed yourself in a way that you're better. I think when you talk about the 4-2-5 setup, they liked what they had at cornerback more than they liked what they had at linebacker. I think uh, what Dan's talking about, about the guys in a sc- scratch and claw at linebacker, I don't think we're going to and I don't want to to make anybody, you know, I don't want to knock anybody here. I don't think we're going to have any Hall of Fame linebackers on the team this year, but we're going to have guys that are really, really good enough. Right. I mean, you put three linebackers on the field at a time, all three of them are never Hall of Famers, right? Uh, you, you wind up with one generally that's better, and you got you you have you generally have a third-level guy. They all play different positions with different level, but you just never have that level of talent. Now only, you only have two positions of linebacker that you need high-level talent at, and I think what they've done is said, I, I believe in Jerry, I believe in Okuda, I believe in Oroarie and I believe I've got a good backup in Parker I've got a good backup in Will Smith I've got at the safety position i got Iffy right now who can also come in and did a pretty bang up job last year filling in I feel pretty strong at cornerback if I'm there, if I'm them and I didn't have to use a whole bunch of early draft capital on an off-ball linebacker which is what Riz is always cheering for I don't know what's wrong with him but um, they didn't have to do that and they were able to focus their draft on other items I think this is really, really a, a good move the switch in the defense and around the talent they had is, is really the move that I like here the most.
1: Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like when you're building a team, you have to have, you have to have positions where you go thrifty, you go skimp off ball linebacker is a smart one to do it at. Look at the teams that are winning super bowls and look at their, look at the investment that they've made in the off ball. Okay. Devin white is a good example of of a functional one. Um, and it's crazy because he had his best games when everybody's watching. If you like watch the full season and ask Buccaneers fans about him, like they're they're kind of like not real happy with Devin White. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's a great dude, mm-hmm. but he, he's overhyped by fans that don't watch the Bucks mm-hmm. week in and week out. Like he's he's a perfectly fine functional player, and that's all you need. You don't need a star. You know you don't need Luke Kuechly. You don't need you don't need that kind of guy. If you have one, that's great. You can work around that by having. Better like if you're gonna go if you're gonna invest in a position you're gonna invest a cornerback you're gonna invest Man. in pass rush you're gonna invest in a playmaking safety hopefully the lions have done that with Tracy Walker and, and drafting one in Kirby Joseph that's that like you can't have you can't have an all star team with with guys that ever do this this isn't the this isn't baseball you can't be the Red Sox and the Yankees and buy all the good players from the Indians and the Royals you just can't do that Um that the, the NFL frowns on that uh, well the
0: Rams did it.
1: Name a Rams linebacker. You don't need one.
0: We already went go. over that. <laughs> I just see you can buy them. They just them. won a
1: Super Bowl with with a linebacker who might not make the Lions roster starting. That's, that tells you where you need to skimp at. Yeah, the, the two best positions to go cheap and skimpy at are off-ball linebacker and running back. This Lions regime has done a pretty good job of mastering that. We'll see how long they, they run with with DeAndre Swift. He's he's approaching a contract year as well. Um and he he's he's been good, but he's got to prove that he can stay healthy and you know can do more when he actually takes the ball as a handoff. As a as a receiver, phenomenal. As a runner, dude, stop running in your left guard's ass, please.
0: We <laughs> beg you. All right, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, to this first, and then pass it off to you. Any of the linebackers can become DeAndre Levy, uh, and they're tackling, or is that Kelvin Shepard's job to get them there? Well, it's absolutely Kelvin's job to get them there, and I'm I'm gonna tell you, if somebody could, he's the guy. He's he's got. I mean, we were Kelvin so,
1: Shepherd pants on this program, yeah. podcast. <laughs>
0: he just did, a, I think it was with 20 men, and, and it was like the first time people had seen him. He was him. It's great. Like, yeah, you should have seen him back by at way, Senior Bowl. Way, Tim was really good, too. Yeah, yeah. Tim's, Tim's, Tim's doing a good credit. job. He's doing a really good job there. Um, But uh, Kelvin back at Senior Bowl was spectacular on and off the mic. Off the air. All off, those guys what, were what great. All we got right? from
1: him off the air, what I got from him, just running into him casually, walking down the street in Mobile, and he's like... I was just I, I just saw you. I'm like, yeah. It's like you want to have coffee. Yeah, that was great. It was yeah. awesome. He's a he is a future whatever he wants, If he wants to run a college program, which which personally, if I were if I were him, I would look in that direction because I think that suits where where his mind is and what he can do. I think he'd be a phenomenal recruiter. I think he can run a college program. If he wants to be a defensive coordinator, he's going to be a damn
0: good one. I think it's his fastest way to move up too. If he wants to move up in the pros, take that and lead that college program because he will be successful, and that'll that'll God, give him like... a whole lot of cred to to move up to the next level very quickly, rather than spend years working his way up the kind of the ropes. But yeah, great guy, great guy. I mean, we knew Hank Fraley was a If you guys haven't seen him, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back and watch him myself. The Senior Bowl interviews: Hank Fraley, Dave Phipp, Kelvin Shepard, awesome awesome interviews man it was absolutely I
1: forgot about, I forgot
0: about, we had fun with FIP too yeah oh he was great he loved his favorite wait, wait, was his favorite drop and he was playing with the board before he went live he just kept hitting you've had enough of that shit over and over and over <laughs> three and times over. he couldn't get enough he's hilarious FIP is FIP is un uh low-key just an absolute comedian he's he's a great
1: the dude. fact that they were like willing to have fun like it,
0: it was so refreshing. Oh god! Oh, it was so much better. All like, right. Like not,
1: not that. Not, not that the old former head coach. Like he he visited us when we were on radio. We had we had a perfectly fine time with him. He, he, he was a good dude. Like off off away from the team, I kind of liked him. But with the team,
0: no. No, he he wasn't. No, so anyway, that's that's where we're standing right now. That's how uh, things yeah, how so, things look on so, OTAs. Well, as far as and, like
1: getting to be a, if you're looking for a guy to be the next DeAndre Levy, is is Sean Dion Hamilton? Um, maybe Chris Board, probably not. That that's that's probably asking a little bit too much for him. Sean Dion Hamilton. Remember, he was man. starting ahead of Anzalone last year in training camp before he got hurt. When he was in Washington, he was their cover linebacker. He's good at it. He's not good at a lot of other things, but he can really cover tight ends and running backs. So if you're looking for specialized roles, um, if if you don't have him making the final 53 in your your early projections, if you're doing those, and I unfortunately have to do one um, the next week, um, you're going to be wrong. Unless he's hurt, he's making the team.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, a lot of good chat in the chat about Tim Twenty Good, a lot of credit to what he did. I mean, he's he's really upped his game with the new the new uh, podcast he's doing. And the, I mean, he's got great interviews too. But Tim's, I mean, he's obviously taking the next step. And and you know, the thing is, and this is the knock on on the stuff they do, and it's not it's not a it is what it is. You know, I got to be a company person, right? Because I work for the company, can't 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 get too deep into you know some of the troublesome areas. Yeah. that's that's okay. I mean, if you walk in knowing what it is. What what Tim's done here is take it to the next level though and still walk his company line like he has to, but do a really good job of informing and getting information and being an interviewer. Um I'll credit all credit to Tim, because it's it's like for he's him, I, it's a it. step. It's a definite step it, forward. Worked, I, I'm really and it
1: it is tough to be employed by the team and have the restrictions on it. Um I know Tim pretty well. Um he's a fellow um Zealander. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he doesn't live live here anymore. But uh, I I know Drew Doty from the Texans, who is their version of Tim. And I can tell you that Tim gets more flexibility from the Lions than what Drew does from the Texans. Um, Not that Drew complains about it, but he he understands that there are parameters that he just can't talk about. And the Lions give give him a lot more latitude and leverage to do what he wants to do. Um, They're not telling him what questions he has to ask. They're not censoring him. Like, they do review what he does. But to my knowledge, they've never like put the kibosh on anything that he's ever done. Like he, yep. he, he they they're they're what they're know they're, of they're pretty open about and it. It's, the, it's, it's a good deal. Here's uh, the, I, they're, they're so, like, the Colts staff does a really good job of that. I know I know they're in house guy. The Chargers in house staff does a fantastic job of that. Uh, but there are teams, um, the, the Texans being one, the Dolphins are another one, where their in-house guys are pretty much just PR people.
0: Well, and, and, uh, and I would ex- not that. Don't confuse him for that. Well, I would expect that in a way he is because his stuff has to be approved. But here's the difference, and this is where I think the real difference is. And you can use Mike O'Hare as an example. Mike did a number of years as a beat writer, a beat reporter, yeah. and did real, you know, reporting work. He's an absolute real reporter, but. I don't care who you are. Uh, if you work for Fox News or MSNBC, and I'm just trying to pick two completely different, you know, pollers, you you're going to cover things a certain way, right? Because yeah. your employer yeah. wants things covered a certain way, right? And that's just the way it is. If you're Tim Twentyman or now Mike O'Hara, you're going to cover things in a certain way. That doesn't mean you're not talented and aren't good at it. And what we're seeing with Tim is him taking that next level step and really honing his craft and being really good at so great stuff great stuff from tim congratulations to him for doing a great job i I really have enjoyed his work so that's that that's the thing uh brandon says he doesn't fall into the trap the detroit radio uh always being over critical he just can't do the critical nasty thing right and and that's the thing but here's here's the thing i'll tell you I'll, i'll be critical at times that deserve criticism but you could do that all the time. It's a pretty crappy way to live. If you ask me, what I try to look for is where what's the angle that they're thinking from a leadership perspective? Where do they are? They trying to take this team and how do they think it's going to work and, and, and just follow it. Right. Because no one can predict. No one can predict what's going to happen with the team. You can say, "Okay, I see some good connections, like what we see with Brad Holmes in the draft. I see some really, really good data points right now. We need another year out of the players. But I think if we have a, you know, if we have a seven win, eight win season out of this team, I'm going to walk out of here and say. We're on the right track. We I feel picked pretty up good about that. That Quintricia crap roster with Matthew Stafford walking out the door and in two years we turned it around, around to a you know an almost five hundred team on the way up. It wasn't
1: up. just Stafford, it was it was, it was Darius Slay being nobody. exiled, it was it was Diggs being exiled, it was loading up on yep. on on Jelani Tavai's of the world. <laughs> like, and then and
0: then the contract situations, right? I mean, it was a mess. Who the-
1: who the bleep signs Jesse James to that? Yeah, not not, not the <sighs> that one still bugs me. Yeah. That still bugs me.
0: But so it's it's there's a there's a thing about being a, a slappy right and just pouring Kool Aid all over the place. There's also the thing about being the 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 anti slappy and just pouring skunk stink all over the place. That's fine. You could do that. I I choose to kind of be. I'm an optimist and I try to find out what are they doing, how are they making it work, and how is that going to make the Lions a better team. And if not, you know, I'll call it out. But I'm I'm trying to get in their head and follow their train of thought and 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 learn from them and and there's always something to learn even from matt patricia there was a lot to learn from matt patricia along the way especially
1: if you're someone who learns by the by mistake
0: yeah learn Um, from the mistake
1: that's why pencils have your research folks (laughs) all right um i'm I'm gonna be critical when i need to be i'm gonna be optimistic when i need to be Mm -hmm. that's that's just where i live you know how to get really (laughs)
0: optimistic chris Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself some of the wicked good CBD from our friends over at Diamond CBD. Take care of pain, anxiety, and insomnia, or any one of those. If you use the Chill Line, the Delta 9, or the... Um, the uh, Delta 10? Delta 10. Is 10? I don't know if there's... Is there a 10? There's... I don't even know. Active CBD is what I'm thinking of. Sorry, I've, I've okay. got a little CBD growing through the rain. Um, You'll you get yourself a nice buzz and have a great time. It's really, really good stuff. It's quality. It's clean. It's independently lab tested. And it has been proven by a number of people that have uh, taken that and gone and gotten it locally and said, hey, this just isn't as good.
1: It's real and it's spectacular.
0: Yeah, it's 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 just not as good. They can count on the Delta, the the uh, Diamond CBD stuff. It's great stuff. It works. If you got the drug test in your life and you can't, but you still want the pain, anxiety, or insomnia kind of help, head on over to the regular CBD oils. Or if you're looking for muscle pain relief from working out, hit the cream. That stuff is the magic stuff. It smells like that minty stuff, but it it like like kind of like Bengay, but it is like for real pain relief it is and it's the, really the smell quick. by
1: the way dissipates pretty quickly too yeah. it's not it's not like you're not going to smell like the old guy in the locker room for long
0: you want a really good time rub it on your butt no don't don't do that don't don't do that <laughs> don't do that Detroit lions podcast.com cbd.detroit lions podcast.com set yourself up that's how you get yourself ready for any new lions season good bad or otherwise
1: we're like the only podcast that isn't sponsored by a ball grooming kit.
0: Yeah. Ball grooming and betting. Betting on ball grooming, right? <laughs> you talk about gambling big time. Gambling with the family's jewels. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> See, I could still do the. We've replay. gone sideways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Do some CBD. Gamble with the family jewels. <laughs> All right. Uh, injury updates. First off, Jamison Williams. Guy is hungry guy is hungry he's out there holding the ball walking around no updates on where he's where he's going i'm um or where when he's coming back i'm right i feel like
1: don't expect that until at least until right around the time of our training camp party on july 30th that that's probably like the first time where we will get concrete timing for his potential return
0: i was gonna say that's the um that's the spot where I'm going to start getting my tinfoil hat go all conspiracy on it because hey,
1: on PU, if he opens on the p u p he misses six weeks that like that that's that's, that's kind of expected if he's back before that that that's gravy on your biscuits, baby
0: Oh no, my biscuits are different, and this is where i'm going to be i'm going to be problematic and and probably unnecessarily so, so I'm just putting the warning out there for everybody um I'm gonna put him and Jerry on a competitive timeline and i know jerry's been recovering pretty quick i know he's and, a little bit of an remember, anomaly remember jerry
1: was hurt uh, almost exactly 2 months earlier yeah
0: yeah sorry it's just i'm i'm i, I can't help it it's i'll fight it but you you know what's going to happen so we'll see uh jameson does he know Mooch's <laughs> six point of pressure <laughs> just you killed me with that okay <laughs> jeff Okuda By looks the way, like <laughs> go ahead
1: um uh, for those of you um in in the metro detroit listening area who uh, get barraged with the fact that he doesn't want to be in Detroit all the time. If you take a look at his latest photo shoot, which he did with his new cars,
0: he's not smiling
1: in any of those, even when he's sitting on a $150,000 Mercedes. He just doesn't smile, folks. That's who he is.
0: He does when he sees the memes in the subreddit. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) It's been going... The JMO me that that got out of control. It's been, it's been great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm usually like kind of meh on the memes because they're typically low quality. But the the JMO one for some reason I've been it has been fun. it has been a fun ride. It's hilarious. All it right, to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff I've Okuda out there running. Um, he's doing si- solo drills. He's got a solo cup. Um. I expect him on day one of training camp for sure. Oh, I just feel oh, like yeah. he, uh, he'll be yeah, there, no, be no question about be it,
1: because he, he's he will be at that point ten months yeah. out from his injury. And, but
0: it's a big injury, buddy. I mean, this is so is. crazy to see him coming back like this. I'm, I'm really but he,
1: you've seen it. He's posted it on his Instagram stories. Um, all of us who cover the team have written about it. He he looks like he is ready to roll um, in full speed football drills. Yep, yep. Um, doesn't mean he is, but. Um, I will just say this, from from covering Odell Beckham in Cleveland and his always rehabbing from one injury or another or another or another or another or another, or another. and yes, those are all separate injuries for Odell, by the way. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why he's not getting signed. And by the way, the media who's like clamoring, oh, where's Odell? He's not going to play, folks. He ain't going to play. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. He's not playing. He's happy having everybody talk about, oh, where's he going to go? That's what he wants. He wants that more than he wants to play. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm Trusting. seeing I'm seeing Brandon, the young guys with injuries, the only real worry I have is them getting too much competition to get back on the field. The, the you know, ones I, that I would, I'm happy would, about them having competition to get back on the field. That's something that absolutely. hasn't existed here for too long. I, I
1: want I want James Mitchell to feel compelled that he needs to get back on the field to beat out Shane Zilstra and yeah. Brock Wright and those guys. Because yeah. he should. He should, but you know he does that. He does in fact have to get out there and do it. And this is a guy who had he missed almost all of last season. I believe he was hurt in the second weekend of October last year. So he's he's actually like a week or two behind Okuda in terms of of the 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 progression schedule. And he, he had an ACL, so mm-hmm. I'm, I I'm pretty optimistic that he will be good to go too. I, yes. um, but again, he's not quite there yet. But you you, you don't want to push it again. It, it was May. It's June now. I don't expect him on the field next week. I don't I don't I don't need to see him on the field next week. I need to see him in July in 6 or 7 more weeks when he's had that much more time to to strengthen himself, to get with the the team trainers, to have a plan that goes over all that. Look, these guys are these guys are really good at what they do in terms of the NFL training staffs and yep. and medical and and just how they incorporate like like what experiences, you know, they're learning from how they've handled past injuries. And obviously, every person is different. But, like, their the, the recovery time, God, just think if we had modern medicine that we have now when Billy Sims was, was I hurt. just
0: had this feeling of, like, uh, I was going to be walking around with any pants on. <laughs> Billy Sims with today's – oh, man, he'd still be playing. He'd still be playing. He might be. God, he was great. I love Billy so much.
1: He was, he was so good, Chris. He was
0: so good. The thing is, he's a great guy on top of it, and and he's aged well. Uh, meaning, he has aged well. His his sense of humor and his his how he takes himself as far as seriousness and that sort of thing. Um, he's he's done a great job. He, well, he's he's turned a shortened career into a pretty good life. I'm I'm happy for him because he's he's a good cat. He's a really good cat. Huh? All right, let's talk about. Uh, let's see. Um, what do we had? There was. Young guys. Drier- okay, sorry, sorry. Just a good point. Worried about it going too soon. Yeah, that is the one where A guy coming back from injury pushing too hard too early. But that's what training camp is really for—is to give them some time to get up to speed and 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 um right. and get there. And, and, so,
1: and the big thing, especially when you're coming back from an ACL, is that you worry about the opposite leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that's one of the things where I think um, the the rehabilitation process has learned. That you need to strengthen both legs equally. Like, I t- you can't I, just focus on the, the injured leg. You got to build up the. We, you've talked to Jerry about this yeah,
0: personally, and he was like, he dismissed it out of hand. He was like, "Oh no, no, we're working it all. We're working it all." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, all right, good." good. That, that, by the way, that didn't used to happen. No, like,
1: no, not even five years ago. There was there was still like the emphasis on on re-strengthening the injured one. And like, oh, you're the one. Like, we're going to work on that too. But like, it's not as important. Like, no, they've 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 learned that the compensatory injury is just because, like, like we've all been hurt. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the reasons why we use the CBD oil. We have aches and pains. When when my right knee hurts, I favor my I, I favor more to my left leg. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump off of it more. I'm gonna I'm gonna stress it more. Mm-hmm. That that's where you get the compensatory and and um, ancillary injuries from that. And you you don't want that. And the, the NFL training staffs have done a really good job of of adapting and and incorporating rehab like the full body into it. That's it, yeah. great.
0: Yep. All right. Um. Really quick. Um. The story with Decker again. I know uh, Campbell said no worries. History says worries. Not Decker's history. I'm not. I'm not worried about Decker. He's he's a big, no, strong, not at all. Guy. I it
1: was. He he's he'll be fine. He he will be. I, I have no worries at all about him.
0: I missed Mike. He,
1: he's the guy who has played through. He has played through significantly worse injuries than what he's suffering from right now.
0: Yep yep. Miss Michael Mike, well. Mike. Hi, Micro Mike, Mike. Love you, brother. Um, Rick Spielman. Um, Dorsey uh, uh, news. I I would hold on that. I haven't heard anything more. It's all kind of. <laughs> I haven't in, either, and it, it's
1: one of those things where. So, so I had heard, like, reading, people reading tea leaves that, like, it, it, it involved who was going to be drafted mm-hmm. um specifically. And there was a divide. Uh We talked about this before the draft. Kayvon Thibodeau. Not everybody was in on Kayvon. Mm-hmm. There were some who were very in on him. And if you follow along, you know who that is. There were some who were not. Again, if you... Follow along. You might know who that is. And had Kayvon been the pick, I think you would have seen more movement in the front office than you have.
0: You've had enough of that shit. Way to say it. (laughs) So there you go.
1: There were people who were, who were stone cold, like, please, please, please do not draft him.
0: And Kayvon looked good. People people
1: in a lot with significant power. And by the way, that wasn't just the lions either there were mm-hmm. other teams general managers who were scared crapless about him where
0: did Kayvon go again wasn't he like sixth or fifth
1: he's to the giants and he's going to be good there
0: but it was like fifth right
1: he's he is fifth yeah hutchinson and, uh, if i, if I wish taken, like
0: like if we had I, taken cavon hutchinson wouldn't have lasted to the fifth if I, i'm trying to i'm trying to remember back yeah. into the thing yeah. I think if you look, as you were saying, to kind of just to kind of bolster that I there,
1: there were definite schisms on a lot of teams over him. He was a very divisive prospect, mm-hmm. more so than Trayvon Walker. Um and, and again, I, I will reiterate, if, if 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 let me phrase it right. If Aiden Hutchinson was off the board at two, the Lions would have taken Trayvon Walker. They would not have taken Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. And some of that is some of the Uh, interpersonal dynamics of the front office and coaching staff.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. Um, Let's see. Ragnall's doing great. Everything's going to be great there. We're good. Ragnall is one that we have not talked
1: enough about. He's going to be fine, folks. He's Uh, got like 37 pins in his
0: hands, but he'll be fine. He's 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 got more metal in his hands than Terminator.
1: (laughs) He will be just fine.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, we should. I should. We should get Hank back. I got to talk to Jerry. We're trying to work with him too. Plus the party, uh, a lot going on. We'll get. We'll. We'll have a lot of conversations here uh, as, as the summer goes on. I mean, as you guys know, definitely. Know.
1: Yeah. We and and um, tentatively, Ragnow is scheduled to be one of the people that we get access to next week. Again, that's that's very tentative. Don't hold us to that. But they they gave us. A little heads up on who might be coming to the podiums after practice and, and right the, now is one of the top two. As the Netflix.
0: meat beat staff. But, but for us, we're talking about um, Fraley, potentially Jerry, potentially on the show directly. So we'll Definitely. talk about that. Um, we've got a lot that we're doing in the Aussies. I mean, this is when people start going to like, you know, who's got the funniest name kind of quizzes and stuff like that the reporting gets thin there's not a lot to do but don't worry we're, we're we've got a brady lot breeze all name team we've got a right. lot coming on uh this summer a lot coming to you guys so don't worry yeah. about it let's talk about romeo.
1: 40 minutes of discussion brady breeze
0: <laughs> best name on the, on the <laughs> best name on the <laughs> uh romeo wakora uh big news on his um his injury uh riz you want to break it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> left you with a turd. You're so he is <laughs> rehabbing
1: on his own. He is not in Allen Park. Uh, my understanding is that he's not in Detroit, uh, which, again, he doesn't have to be there. It, it's okay. Yeah, People people do what they got to do. Um, would it be better if he was there? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that he's not working out with the Lions. I'm not. Um, it's this guy coming off of an Achilles. He played four games last year. I expect him back. I expect him to be fighting for his job because, let me tell you, they drafted two guys in the first two rounds who ostensibly play the same positions, plural, that he does. He is a 4-3 base defensive end. In a 3-4 alignment, he stands up detached. Guess who else does that? <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Pascal. Guess who else does that? James Houston in, in a different capacity. Like, he's... I, I think Romeo is is well aware that he is going to be facing a lot more competition than he was in the last couple of years, yeah. and that's good. We you talked about it earlier, Chris. Competition makes guys better. If they yeah. don't live up to it, then they're gone. You don't need them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and we're at a point where we've it's, it's been a long time since we've been here. By the
1: way, he is he he is absolutely expected to be there next week when it's when the the mandatory, mandatory word kicks in. Um, it would be newsworthy if he's not there because uh, everybody expects him there.
0: <laughs> Don Bird's in the in the chat. He's everywhere, and I want to tell you, Don, you make it in other teams' chats. I don't know what you do or how you do it but I love it you're you are master level troll for those other teams and you you are doing the lord's work out there brother good good stuff I love that um but yeah yeah the 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 thing about these players again talking about having guys out there that can outplay other players and that we're going to have to let good players go it's going to get tougher and tougher for people who aren't used to it, and it's 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 hard. These guys are people, but knowing that good players are going, those are guys that you're not going to just see wash out of the league now. And it was hard to kind of fall in love with a player, his personality, whatever, and then he didn't make the team, and he didn't see him anywhere else. You know what I mean? To see these guys, to see these guys that will be able to go Jack and play. To mind. Yep these guys go and play at another team, that's that's awesome. That's going to be – that's good for them as players. It's good for us as a team, and uh, it's a sign of, of good things to come for us as a team, as long as we keep the right guys. There we go. The Bears love Don. Yeah, you guys. That's for sure. All right. With Romeo and no idea where things are. Oh, he's great. I'm telling you, he has an epic level troll game. Don, Don is- was
1: really good in that. I, I, I caught some of that. That was – yeah. Good job, dude.
0: All right. Um, let's see. Where's Julian going to play? Good question. Is he going to play uh, inside corner? Is he going to play slot corner? Or maybe they'll move him to safety.
1: Well, we know, he's going to be playing the USFL. <laughs> uh, he's got to earn it this year. So he worked, and then this was the, the subject of a lot, a lot, a lot of questions from the credential media, is what's going on with J.O.? He is with the linebackers. That's Kelvin Shepard's domain. That it's awkward because it, generally the linebackers in this defense are only playing off the ball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that very well. He is a straight pass rusher. And the way that Shepard explained it and the way that Dan Campbell really explained it is that he will be, when they put three linebackers on the field, he will be like the outside, the Sam guy. He's lining up as the the rush linebacker on the tight end side, which means that his primary role will be to inhibit the tight end's release and then go get the quarterback. Um, they don't really want him playing the run. I don't either. He's terrible at it. That's just one of the reasons why they drafted James Houston. That's one of the reasons why there's other guys that are in there. Um uh, He's got to earn it as a, as a pass rush specialist who can line up as the third linebacker in three linebacker sets or. When they go to a five man front, and they're going to use some five man front, they showed it last week. Um, you're not supposed to know that, by the way. Um, you didn't hear that from me. I didn't. I didn't say I that. I told you that. When when they go to a five man front, he will be the number five guy standing outside the the offensive lineman on the side where the slot receiver is. Uh, that's uh, or if there's four wide. He will be the guy who is on the side where the, the line where you expect the running back to go to. All teams have tendencies. Yep. the Lions tend to run Jamal Williams up the middle. They tend to run DeAndre Swift to the right. Um, I actually found some interesting t- statistics this week that say that they should never run Jamal Williams to the right. He should always run to the left because he's much better at it and they block much better for him, but that's that, that's for another column that you'll, you'll see in the coming days. but that's that's basically where he's, at. he's not going to start. He is behind um, Charles Harris and Aiden Hutchinson. He plays the same role as them. He doesn't do nearly as much as they do. Um, and obviously we're projecting with Hutchinson, but I think we have a pretty good idea of that. And Charles Harris, is, he's better against the run. He's better He's better at understanding when the screen's coming at him. He understands that he might get cut block on a play. And if he does get cut blocked, oh, that means the play's going right behind him. Let me back up. Like, Julian hasn't gotten that yet. He hasn't functionally incorporated that into his game yet. It's one of the steps that he needs to take. They drafted James Houston. James Houston is the same guy as him, except he has off ball linebacker experience. It's one of the reasons why it wouldn't shock me if Julian Aquara isn't on this team in the fall. Could it be Whether that they trade him away? Because
0: he's, a year after two started, it could be that neither Aquaras is on the team just a year later.
1: Well, I mean. Uh, Unless Romeo's not right, he's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, obviously they have aspirations for, for Josh Paschal and for Levi Anzorike, who kind of play the same position. Michael Brockers does as well. They're they're all kind of that lumped together. Yeah, guy Hutchinson can play that role. Um, Austin Bryant, Jashon Cornell can all play that role. There, there's a crowd there. It's competition. Yeah. To your point, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be competition. There's going to be winners and there will be losers. The losers in this case are probably going to wind up on another team. And that's I, I get to your point. So we gotta get used to. Like this this isn't this isn't thousand nine or 2010, 2010 when we're cutting players and they don't even get jobs in Canada. Oh, like God. you're gonna see guys that this team lets go that are gonna wind up playing meaty roles on other teams.
0: That, Maybe not linebackers, they- but <laughs> Romeo, the I, thing I don't is, know man like, like no, if this is the hardest part and I'm, I'm and i was i was joking but um yeah. the hardest part about romeo and i don't want to be down on him right but is just the lack of news and that's 96 hard, percent it? of the time no news on something like this is bad news you know <laughs> because they try to keep it under under wraps they the player they, the team, they just try to keep it under wraps and see what he has when he gets out on the team and hope that he can bring it back, right? They don't want people talking, oh, it's not going well, it's not going well, and then it right. doesn't go well. It leaves you have the Chuckleheads no like us speculating about his future. Yeah. He didn't want that. Nobody it, wants that. Look, if he comes out, he's got an A, he isn't quite there. He has a reason why he can, there's an excuse, whatever. But if all the talk's out there about him not rehabbing well, then it gets kind of scary. So I, I just, I, I you worry about that. But also, there's guys, and that's what I was thinking about uh, Jambo early with the, what people were saying. Oh, he's not a smiler. There's there's people that are introverts, right? That are, that are that are just fine people, great leaders, great players, great at all the things that people that are extroverts do. They're just not super into being on Insta, you know, being an Insta thought or being out there all the time. Right. It's a different mindset. It's a different kind of person. And being an introvert is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing at all wrong with being an introvert. You're just a different style and you don't get energy from being in front of people and talking about how your 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 training and your comeback is from an injury. That's not what you're out there for. You're just doing your job. You enjoy your time and by yourself, and you you are charged when you're by yourself. Then you spend it doing the things that you do, and you come back and you do it well. Not it's everybody very potentially- is Odell
1: Beckham. Not everybody is is oh, Baker God, Mayfield. Not everybody is Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just not. Some people go about it; they they just do their work quietly and do it. I, I remember when Andre Johnson was hurt in Houston. You never heard a word from that guy. You still don't, by the way.
0: Well um, even look at Barry Sanders. He's a guy that doesn't seek the spotlight. When he was great. No. Never spiked to football, right? I mean, not when he was great, sorry. When he was the greatest. The yep. When he was the greatest in football. He never, you know, is He never did any of those kinds of things. He was always like this class guy. He didn't need to draw attention to himself. That's just one style. I appreciate that style. Calvin Johnson was very much cut from that same cloth. He wasn't a guy that and he's not a guy. That really sought the media during, before, or after either. Oh. He didn't, he had to do his time and that's great. And he's a superstar, but that's just the way it is. And that's who he was. Matthew Stafford, I've kind of grown to learn he's super calculated. And um I think there's more to it. I think it, It stems from when I met him at Taste of the Lion, something I got, a vibe and kind of just a reaction to something that I got off of him. I don't know that he is super wired to lean towards emotion of any kind, really. I think he loves competition. But I think emotion beyond that, I'm not sure. And again, this is pure speculation. I'm not his psychiatrist. I don't know anything about it, but just pure speculation. He's not really seemingly wired for that kind of emotion outside of competition. And I, I, I it seemed there was almost, and I'm not saying he's wrong or whatever. There's almost a disconnect, right? Which ex- would explain a whole lot of things about how, you know, how things go. Love the guy to death. I, I still mm-hmm. love Matthew Stafford to death, and I'm not dogging on him at all. But everybody's made up a little bit differently, and the psyche yeah. of every person can, is a little bit different. You can be successful being different types of people. Yeah. But you you kind of need that. If if you've ever
1: met me and my wife, you will know that I do 95% of the talking when we're out in public. That's she likes it that way. It's a surprise. I, I obviously don't mind talking. Um, anybody who's listening to this podcast that.
0: So to, back to, no to, that. to tie it back to Romeo he could just be a personality type that doesn't necessarily want to or need to be out there. But for them, a lot of the time when and, you and see somebody mind, not and, and talking, one, it's for like, a bad reason. So you just go there. Right?
1: Yeah, re- remember where Romeo, Romeo came to us from the New York Giants. And I know New York Giants people will tell you that he wasn't comfortable in that big city. Like that, that he didn't like that. That wasn't him. It's not for everybody. It really isn't Darius Slay. Hell yeah, man. He wants the spotlight. He he lives for that kind of stuff. It worked pretty dang well for him and still working pretty dang well, but I still like him. I think he's doing very well. He is a guy who thrives on that sort of attention and – Feedback. Yeah. Not everybody's like that, and, and that's okay.
0: As a Florida the, the resident, I can there's see there's where New folks, Yorkers man. kind of bother you a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just a thing, right? Uh, I'm,
1: I'm not a New York guy. Right. I, I don't mind
0: big cities, but
1: New York, New York is a different, different kind of animal. Yeah, and it's not, it's not for me either.
0: You no, know? yeah, no, no. It's, it's it. The, the thing about that I've learned down here, especially in the last three years, with New Yorkers moving down here like crazy before you know their name you know they're from new york hey i'm from new york you know that's how it always starts it's Like, oh for god's sakes and 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 you just it's it's all about where's the bagels right it's it's just jeez stop 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 all right so let's move it's on like my uncle marvin now <laughs> i love your uncle marvin um let's talk about the waiver wire uh, a lot of people asking about uh john kaminsky defensive john Kaminsky. I'm going to just kind of put my thing out there, Riz, and I'll let you run with it. I think this guy is direct competition for Michael Brockers. Michael Brockers was not a June 1st cut. There's some speculation that he would be. They're very similar, and there's a couple other guys that are similar, and I know you'll talk about that, but yeah. I think we're one guy yeah. too many here, and either Kaminsky or Brockers is going to get it. Uh, Brockers gives you the veteran kind of experience on a very, very young team as the oldest player on the team. Um, Kaminsky gives you you know a little something different, a little bit more youth at the position, and, um, and he is what he's... He is. I look at his his PFF numbers, and I mean, he, he had what four hundred snaps, just under four hundred snaps in twenty twenty. He had a sixty seven and a half uh, yeah. defensive played, rating. Played thirteen last year. Yeah, only thirteen <laughs> last year. Um, so so not a superstar last year. I and 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 we'll you can talk about why. Uh, he didn't see the reps in Atlanta, yeah. but there's something here with John. He's going to probably be the Brockers competition, and one of those two is probably going to walk out of camp. To the question earlier of name somebody who may not make it. Go ahead, Riz.
1: That That's not a bad assessment with him. Um, they are certainly playing the same position as is Hutchinson, as is Patchell, as is Anzarike. Like, they're all kind of the same. So, John Kaminsky, we know him from the senior. Well, I actually interviewed him. Um, I, I got some podium time with him when he was with the group, and then I actually got a couple of, of sections with him off the air because I knew his high school football coach He's from Barberton, Ohio, um, and I know people from there. Uh, that, that's not terribly far from where I grew up, and uh, he, he's so he is a six foot five, two hundred and eighty five pound former high school option quarterback, and when you watch him play. You can tell that he's an offensive player. And he's still an offensive player at heart. Even even in the year where he had modest success in Atlanta in 2020, like it's it, it's just not natural for him to take on a block. It's not natural for him to like duck around and then try to like take the proper tackling angles. He's got he's he's still learning all that. Like he had a, he had a good career at a D two school. At at D2 Charleston University, which is not a high level D2 school either, by the way. Like they they he he got by on being a lot quicker and a lot stronger than the guys. Yep. When he got to the NFL, he's going against Ryan Ramchick, he's going against Tristan Wurst, he's going against guys that can bully him, and you know what? They did. He's not he is a, He's one of those guys. So when you go up from 215 pounds as a high school senior to 285 pounds when you get to the combine five years later, your primary work is going to be on your upper body. And it like you saw him, Chris. We yeah. we stood next yeah. to him. He's he's big yeah. up top. Yeah. He's top heavy. One of the things that happened with him in Atlanta, and I got this from Matt Urban, who's our Falcons wire editor, by the way, a, a native Detroiter, um, who is still a Lions fan, even though he covers the, lo- the the Falcons for a living now. Who wouldn't uh, be? former oh. Lions wire guy, in fact, <laughs> um told me that the big thing with him is that he gets blocked and he gets moved. And he doesn't understand how to stop either of those yet. And that was a very big problem for him. So at six foot five, he played at 275. 6'5, 275 optimal size to be a five technique in a 3-4 defense. Well, the Falcons switched to a 3-4 defense last year, and he fell out of favor. So that sort of tells you, and they they tried to play him more inside than outside, and it did not work, period. He Look, I know he tested well. I think his RAS score was something like a 9.3. He doesn't play anywhere close to that level af- of athleticism, and I will say I have seen him play in 2020, and I saw him in the preseason. He's not that kind of an athlete on the football. He's just not. But, this is a guy you can tell pretty clearly tested for the testing rather than testing for the the functional football. You know, like Aiden Hutchinson talked about how uh, I'm going to go play football. I'm not really worried about you know you know track speed, but. Um, Kaminsky was, (laughs) but
0: Kaminsky has look, we, we got him. He was popular. A lot of people wanted him. That doesn't mean he's a number one kind of guy at his position. Just, just so everyone knows being popular and in demand is great, but it doesn't mean anything beyond that. The Patricia staff liked him a lot, by the way, (laughs) I will say though, the thing that's in his, in his favor is he's got one hell of a coaching staff. that's going to know how to get the most out of him. And like Charles Harris, you know, we saw we saw guys that kind of have stepped up over the years uh, and played beyond what anybody thought they would play.
1: Charles Harris, by the way, a guy who didn't work in Atlanta with their coaching staff who Mm -hmm. came to Detroit and thrived.
0: Yep. This is an opportunity for for John and the coaches, all of them, to create something that uh, for a lot of people was kind of a throwaway. Uh, Some people thought they could maybe craft him into something. He has the athletic ability. It's just not been. Well it's not. It's enough. not
1: natural for him what he's doing, and he's not a pass rusher. He was actually much better at stopping the run in Atlanta than he was mm-hmm. at playing as a pass rusher. He he got, I want to say his senior year, and I'm going off of memory. On that. I think he had 16.5 TFLs, but only three and a half sacks. Yeah, he's not a pass rusher. He is more in. Um, if you remember Gabe Wright, remember him? Um, kind of a, a another guy who was a, a tweener size and tweener body. Um, looked like a guy who should play inside, but probably had the mentality of a guy who should play outside. That's kind of who John Kaminsky is. So they're going to try him as their base end uh, in a four three alignment. He will be competing with Brockers with Hutchinson um, on that the weak side, um, which is a side without a tight end or a fullback. That that guy as the as the end. Um, I don't think they're going to use him as, as a stand-up guy at all if they go to a four or five. I think I think that his inclination would be to move inside. He was more successful in Atlanta there, and that's probably like, – if he's going to make the team, that's where he's going to make it. As, as a guy who backs up Levi Anzarike or challenges him and challenges Michael Brockers, pushes him, um, I, I think Paschal is ahead of both of those guys, quite frankly. Um, it, he is kind of insurance against either Brockers or Anzarike not working out is, mm-hmm. is my, my – basic take on it. When I, when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, that, that's what it is. Can he can he adapt? Can he be on a practice? Yes, he is practice squad eligible. And by the way, they expanded the practice squad. 16 guys, um, five guys who are in his status where he is eligible after three years to be on it. Wouldn't surprise me all if he winds up on our practice squad and, and gets protected and gets called up when somebody gets hurt. That I think that's probably the best case scenario for him. Worst case scenario, look, Seven other teams put a claim in for him. There's clearly something there that that is appealing. If they get in and they realize that he just doesn't fit, you waive him. You trade him for a conditional seventh round pick in the way that we got Trinity Benson a year ago. Yeah. And I think that that's that that's what you're looking at with
0: John Kaminsky. Yeah. I think you're, you're on target there. All right. Um, so we got that. I want to talk about amazondetroitlinespodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Uh, anything Amazon, do it there, and uh, you'll help the show out, and you'll take a little couple pennies out of Bezos' pocket, put a little couple pennies in our pocket, and we appreciate it when you do it because it helps us keep doing this thing that we do. Here for you. Help us out by doing something you were going to do anyway by going to Amazon. Detroit Lions was on
1: my face. Rough. And I feel the love.
0: All right, gotta um, talk about the party one more time for those that weren't here at Please. the beginning. Training camp listener appreciation party on July thirtieth at the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. Uh, tickets will be on the website shortly, like a day or two. Give me some time, and it'll probably be this, this weekend. To be honest with you, <laughs> things are crazy, but um, those will be there. It is going to be a riot. Uh, we got a pre-confirmation, pencil confirmation from Jerry Jacobs that he will be there. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to um, Dan Miller about being there. We may bring Brandy out again, Brand Setter out, and have a little chat with him and have some some glorious time uh, with him and a couple of other people, there, there, there's some, there's some There's some feelers that are out there. Yeah, yep, yep, we'll we see. got that. And it'll also be the big reveal for our global event. That's lining up with our twenty-four hour live stream for St. Jude. That's going to be on September fourteenth or sorry, October fourteenth and fifteenth, uh, during the bye week. That's gonna be a big one. Everybody can take part. It's going to be it absolutely no matter where you are. Awesome. If you're in Thailand on a beach, you can do it. You can take part. You and
1: can do big prizes. From, you can do it from a bunker in Uzbekistan if you need to. You can do it from from, you know, the Croatian Dalmatian coast, if you're over there you know, experimenting.
0: Or you can things. do it in Detroit. So buckle up, Seatbelt Gang. Yeah. we got a party for you, and it's a good one. And you're going to take part live during the 24-hour live stream. It's our global event. You're going to mm-hmm. love it. It's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, full announcement comes at the party on July 30th. Tickets go on sale for that coming uh, this weekend, and we'll uh, we'll roll with you guys. But By the way, the tickets awesome. include
1: some of the best pizza you will ever eat.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. They, they And all different kinds. We won't stuff you with one kind. All right. We got that. We got uh, player positional moves. Want to hit really quick. Iffy Melifonwu. Sorry. Ifeatu Melifonwu. Don't we'll call him Ify. Um He is no longer going to be a cornerback on this team. He's going to oh, play safety. Wow. And oh. that's it. Nothing more. You'll never see him in another position. And that's the end of the conversation. Show's over. Right, Riz? Oh,
1: I didn't know you were auditioning for 97-1 here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is yes is he moving there full time no
0: Is he, on the he will Harris and plan?
1: Will Harris are both in that let's find out what the hell they do well if anything in Will's case
0: <laughs> I would but, say I don't know I will disagree with that on if you he played well at safety he just didn't have a lot of time to do it before he got injured. So
1: if, if you look at him, he's built like a safety. Like mm-hmm. he looks I said like safety. It, it, Did went, I say
0: safety? I meant to say corner. Sorry. Yeah. I said safety. I meant
1: he, yeah, he looks like a corner. He looks like a safety. He mm-hmm. really does. He's six foot three. He's over two hundred pounds. He's somewhat well built. He moves. I don't want to criticize his movement skills as a cornerback, but it's easier to see the way he moves fitting at safety than it is a corner. It's one of the questions that was asked of him. In fact, I will tell you, Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network flat out asked him at the combine, "Are you a safety or a corner?" He responded, "I'll play wherever they ask me to." I, I'm right paraphrasing answer. there, but that that's pretty damn close to the exact quote. So he's going to do whatever they ask him to, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're going to experiment with him. Here's he what you is get, the though. number. So entering camp, if you, if you do the. If I if I'm writing down the depth chart and I I actually do do it freehand, he is my number four outside corner behind behind Amani Oruwariye, Jerry Jacobs, and Jeff Okuda. At safety, he is number he's number two behind Deshaun Elliott as the sort of linebacker hybrid safety guy. I think he's ahead of Will Harris already mm-hmm. as a safety. I think that I think that says more about Will, quite frankly, but. Um and, and Harris is one spot behind him on each, but one spot ahead of him in the slot corner role where I think you would put Harris behind fair, yeah. uh, Okuda and AJ Parker. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that they are competing for that same depth reserve corner or secondary spot. And that's a role that sometimes gets decided by special teams and look, Neither one of them has been good at special teams, to be blunt. So yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a room there. Who knows?
0: The thing is, and this is the thing. The thing is, and this is the thing. Sorry, I did that. <laughs> will Harris is not your starting safety, not your starting cornerback. No, you don't he, want he him. He will not be starting on else.
1: this team. He, right. he is firmly on the roster bubble.
0: Going, Fido is pro- is not a starting cornerback and not a starting safety either. What did we learn last year as a coaching staff, though? will harris did pretty well in swapping between those will. roles as a backup and you know what yeah. if you have one guy where you need a backup and, and he's going to step up and play one of those roles and it's not going to be an absolute shite show he give that multiple thing gives you some real help same thing with iffy Ah, uh, god dang it iffy too i think that you what they're trying to do with Melifonwu is to gr- put him into both positions, get him to that place where Will Harris was so they can, as a backup, they have the backup for a cornerback in the slot and a cornerback at the safety. And then the next backup behind that happens to be the other guy to swap out. If that makes sense, hoping yeah, that you don't does. wind up injured at both positions. It gives you, this is truly, and here's, here's that, here's that word that's going to touch you in your fandom, but this is truly that idea of multiple, Right. This is the, the, the right kind of execution of that whole concept and what it means. It's not that kind of crap show that we got from the in the Quintricia era where they use the words, but they always use the words, but never trans, trans, they translate. They didn't really draft them. guys who were like that or bring in guys who were <laughs> yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. So like I'm, here, well, let's call Jelani Tavai multiple because he can screw up in multiple ways. That's that's pretty much what multiple meant with that regime. It's very different now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that it absolutely is. So I, I like I like doing this with with. If Fido. I like putting him in both positions. It gives him a lot more value to the team. Um, and it's a way for him to make the team as a depth position without making the being a, um, a special teams player. I think this yeah. is really good. And, 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 and let me say this strategy. about him.
1: He's coming from if you remember his brother, Obi mm-hmm. Obi was bigger than him, but also more touted than him. Right. And Obi insisted that he was not playing anywhere but outside corner. And when he flopped at that, his career was done. He's he's out of football now. Yeah. So I, I think he's learned from his brother that he needs to be a little bit more adaptable, which is interesting because when you go back to, to Obi at the Combine, and I will say this, I personally asked him, where do you fit best? And he said... I probably have the mentality of a linebacker, but but everybody sees me as an outside corner. And you could tell that there was some, like, indecision in him. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why I'm like, I don't want this guy anywhere near my team. Um, and, and at that time, the Texans were looking at him. And I'm like, please don't draft him. He said, please don't draft him. And they didn't. Um, and he washed out very quickly yeah. because he he just didn't fit. I want to say that I'm going to give Ify, Ifyatu the benefit of the doubt that he learned from his brother and, and his brother's errant ways. Um, not not that obi was was a bad dude or anything, but it just it didn't work out for him. Sometimes you need to see that failure to understand that, okay, I gotta do this differently, and I think he is much more adaptable and willing to be moved around and try different things than than what his brother was, and it's for his his benefit.
0: yep, there you go, so mandatory mini camp last part of phase three off season workouts on field team activities or organized team activities are uh that's are, the seventh through ninth uh, of June, right.
1: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, next week. Yep. That's all I know. I don't know I, what
0: dates they are. i got to talk to Eamon.
1: I'm Today's the one. first, right? It's the yes. first of the month. Yes. June 1st cuts, by the way. Not as many as you would expect around the Of course, you don't have to cut them on June 1st, but uh, there weren't any that were done before and dated later um, that, that came out as notable. So, that, that was kind of interesting.
0: Are you going to be there all three days, Riz?
1: I hope to be. I will certainly be there Tuesday and Wednesday. I hope to be there Thursday as well.
0: i got to talk to Eamon. I, I, maybe. Let me see what happens. Maybe we can meet up. Um, yeah. Looks like a good time. Uh, okay, so that's coming up, and then that's that's it. The big thing is after that, the announcement right around, probably be around the 9th, um, is when they'll do the announcement of uh, training camp. You'll get Richard all your hard hits, knock yeah. stuff set up and all that, and then uh, we'll move forward with that, and uh, we've got a lot yeah, to do. They do.
1: They do have one more week of OTAs after that. But that's going back to what they did last week, where it's non-contact. It's not mandatory. Um, that tends to be much more about the injury rehab guys coming in and rookies getting work yeah. than it is veterans. Um, I if golf isn't there, no big deal. You know, it, it, it's just not. That's. Uh, is it better if they're there? Yes. Do they have to be there? No.
0: <laughs> all right. With that, I want we haven't done it all. Show. We're going to do it now. Hit that like button for us, please. We're like 100 viewers behind likes. Just push us up to 80. Get us up to 80 likes here if you would. We're not going to. We'll do it once a show. We'll ask. We're not going to beat you up over it. But if you guys have forgotten to press that button, we'd appreciate it if you would. And also if you've forgotten to press the subscribe button. I'm giving them all the benefit of the doubt. Go ahead and hit that as well. We appreciate that. That helps us with the algorithm and helps us do all the YouTube. You guys have heard it. You watch YouTube. We all know how it works, but it actually yes, we do. really does stuff. What's interesting is a lot of people, I've seen them talking about what their mix is of subscribers versus non-subscribers. We're like 50 50-50. Half of the people that watch are subscribers, half aren't, which is a really high percentage compared to most posts, people. That's nice. That's, that's really good. I appreciate the support from all of you. Thank you guys for and gals for doing all that. That's that's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, just keep doing that and the like, and we appreciate it. We're only going to do it once a show. Maybe we'll do it twice if we get really crazy. But um, we appreciate the feedback from you guys. We'll, we listen. It's what we do since the beginning. All right. Riz, with that. you know what can i I do something
1: real fast because it it just dawned on me
0: um it's june
1: 1st so um as you know chris i had open heart surgery i had open heart surgery on june 2nd 2015 that's tomorrow so seven years ago tonight was the worst night of my life and i just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who was supportive who got me through that um look I'm, i'm perfectly fine Um, I had aortic valve. Heart's Uh, fine. uh, Yeah, yeah. I had I had aortic valve regurgitation. Uh, It was a birth defect. I have a cow part in my heart. I will be eating a steak tomorrow night in honor of my cow part in my heart. Uh, I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, It was very appropriate. Um, My family will all be eating steak as well. That's just what we do to do it. But um, it it was uh, it was really tough um, going in, um, sleeping that last night, not knowing what was going to happen and not knowing what would come out like if I would ever be able to do things again like there there are, there are limitations now um i can't like like bench press i just can't um because if my heart grows i die
0: uh, the so porn career so i can't, I can't over. build muscle
1: anymore it, it really sucks
0: the porn um, careers um, over. let's be honest you can't do the, the 10 hour marathon sessions like you used to you have to cut it yeah can't, can't
1: can't do that anymore yeah. you know it, it's out but um there were a lot of people who were really supportive through it um, and, and have been supportive. And I, I will tell you, I don't, for like the first six months that I was in it, I, I remember every day that I had had an open heart surgery. Um, they, they cut my sternum. Um, Ooh, a that's a scar, one little bit of breaking bit, the you sternum. Can, you yeah. can't always really see it there, but it's anyways. noise. Um, it, it was a very weird time. Uh, I don't remember a lot of being in the Cleveland Clinic, but they did a fantastic job. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that was supportive at that time, and for uh, for it. it, it, it it's it's a very emotional time for me to be part of this, and I am grateful that people are still able to hear what I have to say because there was some question about whether that was going to happen or not. Yeah. Uh, and I would encourage you if you feel things that are wrong with your heart, please go get it checked out. Uh, mine, I discovered mine because I drank an, an energy supplement, not unlike. Um, like Bang or Celsius or something like that, that had creatine in it, and it really made my heart flutter, and I got it looked at, and they found my birth defect, and that saved my life. Be very careful when you're drinking the energy drinks. I don't want to say that you can't drink them, but please, please, please be careful when you do, because if you have something like I do, it could be really freaking bad if you're doing too much of that stuff. So take care of yourselves, And and again, I... Uh, by the way, if you ever want to see the ads for the Cleveland Clinic where they show like the heart surgeon, my actual surgeon, doctor, uh, he was on there. Um, that was, was pretty cool to see him do that.
0: Yeah, well, you just it's, ruined our energy drink sponsors. Thanks for his. No, I, I want to just really quick say I'm really happy to have you here. And I am you. so glad Thanks. that uh, that worked out because my life would not be nearly as full if you weren't around uh, to make it that way. Thank so I, I am I, very, I, very one happy. of the
1: reasons why I, why I do drink a lot of beer and I eat a lot of crap and I try to have fun is because I learned that life might not last forever. And uh, I wouldn't encourage everybody to do wild and <laughs> crazy thing, but enjoy life while you got it. Because uh, when you're faced with the potential of not having it,
0: it sucks. No, no I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm glad this. So is uh, I,
1: I am, uh, I'm going to enjoy tonight, and I'm going to enjoy tomorrow. I, I tentatively am planning on going kayaking um, with my wife and and celebrating. And my wife was was a complete rock. She was so awesome for me throughout that process. My parents were great. Um, my kids were great. My mother-in-law was fantastic for watching my kids. Thank you, Linda. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, they didn't see me in the hospital, which is great because, uh, that was, that was not a pretty time. I had a fraternity brother who came and visited me. Greg, what's up? Um, his dad actually, um, this, he, we were, we lived next door to each other our freshman year of college. Um, we were fraternity brothers together. His dad was in the room directly above me, had the exact same surgery as me. He passed away. And that was a really cold slap when I'm drinking like all the ginger ale that I could drink um, to to fight the nauseousness from the pain meds and everything. Um, and that that really hit home. So I am very appreciative to be talking to all of you all, and uh, it's it's it, I can't express how grateful I am to to have this platform to talk about it. And you know, thank you for giving me a minute to talk about my life and my heart and my cow parts because uh it's, it's very important to me
0: yeah should have got the cow dick like i did it's more impressive um brandon says chris nothing against case or i'm sorry nothing against jeff but case makes this podcast one of the best in detroit wow that's not a nice thing to say no i swapped the names on that sorry <laughs> <laughs> thanks brandon yeah Riz is a, riz, thank you brandon i will tell you and i've said it before riz is a great guy and a genuine real life friend it's not just two guys that kind of did this and we've grown, grown closer so by I'm the i'm proud week.
1: of my scar by the <laughs> way because <laughs> it's it, it, it have been featured in magazines
0: <laughs> we grow closer by the week doing this thing, and um he's a great yeah. great cat, so uh and and nothing against case, you're right, love case to death case, case is awesome he's getting I love married no oh, shit like, my damn, I fine God phone call. he's getting married here in the next couple of days yes yes. Um, he <laughs> he's, he's had an interesting goal of, of it the last few weeks yeah. too. oh my god i am such a piece of shit all right i gotta get in touch with case we gotta do this all right thank you all for hitting the like button love you guys and thank gals you. very very much And the subscribe button you are all the very very best uh let's uh not forget on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast get in there get access to the slack you can do it by joining as well as a member on the youtube channel it is the best way to hang out with Riz, myself, and the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet or possibly anywhere else. Also, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, at DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden, as you see below his beautiful mug. Uh, <laughs> Uh, check us out. Get us on Twitter. Have fun. Have some uh, live the pants free lifestyle with us. I just
1: had this feeling of like uh, I was going to be walking around with any pants on. You sure would.
0: If you followed us on Twitter there, coach. Uh, Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line at nine, two, nine, three, three, lions. It's nine, two, nine, three, three, five, four, six, six, seven. We'll get you on the air. Just leave a message and uh, we'll have some fun with it. The drunk you are, the funner you seem to be. I don't know, it's like the ladies in my life Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com Subscribe to the podcast So we, what are we going to do, Riz, when you subscribe? We're going to come into your ear holes automatically Or wherever else you'd like Thank you for tuning in, we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs No problems, because we're multiple And we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this show is over
1: i just had this feeling of like uh, i was gonna be walking around with any pants on you've had enough of that shit